Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We're delighted to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. I have a word for you today, and that word is in the title of my message. I'm going somewhere. Why don't you say that as I bring this word to you to enrich your life? Do you remember the song lyric by uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes? Diana Ross and the Supremes. In the 70s, they asked the questions, do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are you going to? Do you know where you're going? What's your life all about? What are you destined for? What is it all about? Everything you've been through. Everything that's been done to you. Even done by you. All of it. What does it mean? Where are we going to? You know, question of destiny and purpose is relevant today. For we are prone to get caught up in the affairs and situations of our time and forget that every one of us were sent to this earth on purpose and not only on purpose with clear destiny something to accomplish through us watch this like no one else could do like us we are those who were like Jeremiah when he said in Jeremiah 1 verse 1 to 5 he says there that God was talking to him and God said, before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were in the womb, watch this now, he said, I sanctified you. And then he said, and before you came forth out of the womb, he says, I ordained you to be a prophet. All of that before. Somebody said before. A whole lot has happened for you long before you came into the earth realm. We came from somewhere, people. And in coming from somewhere, we came on assignment in the earth. So I say again, as I've said recently, that we are not, watch this now, natural beings doing spiritual things. But rather, we are spiritual beings doing natural things. Please don't miss this. The fact is that every one of us comes to the earth on assignment. That has been established biblically, not only in referring to Jeremiah and his experience, but it has been confirmed historically through biographies and the history of efforts and lives of many before us. We are born with destiny. 
Our text profiles for us a case in point. The case in point is addressing the life of the man known to us as David. I said David. David, Jesse's son. Jesse the Bethlehemite. Uh, when, when King Saul had defaulted and when King Saul had disobeyed God's will and purpose as king or as his king over his people, when he disobeyed and he defaulted, God decided, I have another king. And he said, that king is in Jesse's house. So Samuel the prophet was directed by God, go on over to Jesse's house, because I've got a king in that house. Boy, that's a good Mother's Day, Father's Day sermon. What's happening in your house? What you building? If what you are doing in your house is done right at all, it is that you're preparing somebody so that when God gets ready, he will know his house to go to, to find what he needs of a leader to find what he needs of somebody. Are you listening to me today? I'm saying that God sent us here on purpose, and now God is demonstrating how it's done through the life of David. You know the story how when Samuel arrived at David's house. David was not in the house. His other brothers were, all seven of them, we're disqualified. Is there another in the house? Oh, he's out in the field. It was David. You know the story. And David is number eight. Number eight, number eight, number eight. David is number eight, son. The eight in biblical numerology denotes new birth, new beginning. Oh, my God. So when David came in to the house, please let your spiritual eyes be open. As he walked in, what they did not know in the house was that his presence represented a new ushering in of a new dimension, of a new kingdom presence. It was now that they would see that David was chosen and anointed. And the Bible says that Samuel took the oil and poured it on David, which represented the anointing. Hmm? If you read that, you will find that as he was being anointed <laughs> and appointed, Read it in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. You'll see that as he was pouring the oil, the Bible said, and he did it in the presence of his brethren. You didn't get that. The oil is being poured on him in the presence of his brethren. Let there be no doubt as to who is being anointed right now in the presence of others, so that without question, you will know that God has anointed and appointed somebody for what they will do in the future. 
Yes, it's happening even now in our times. That's why we have to be careful because that particular act of God upon us will represent the path of our lives. I said the path of our lives. Perhaps you'll get it better when I say the track. The track that our lives would take. So that's my first point, the track. Because most of us think that we personally set the track of our lives. We, we somehow get the feeling that we plan out how our lives will be. So we'll talk with neighbor and friend and even perhaps relatives and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm going, and I'm not going to, I'm going to do that. No, no, wait. Long before you could even think God had your life planned out. So it doesn't matter where you go, what happens to you, what you have to go through, how long it takes, God has you on a track. Do you hear me? I said, God has you on a track so that you are going to meet certain people. You're going to have certain encounters. You're going to have some stuff that's going to cause you to scratch your head and say, well, wait a minute, I thought God wanted me to, I thought I, uh, if God was really with me, why do I, uh, uh, certain things aren't making sense to me. I thought what God said was that. We go through all of that. Forgetting that our lives are on a certain track. Well, you know, we always have three points to our message. Point one, the track. Number two, the traction. And number three, the trajectory. You're going places. Stay on track. Make your traction. Keep moving. And go in the trajectory. You're going places, and where you're going is a high place. Stay tuned and be further blessed. So then, so then, so then the track is only so that we would get some traction. So we'd be able to move. If everything's so slick, you can't move on that. So God puts a little bump here and a little bump there. A little hump here and a little hump there, just so that you can make it and get some traction. If it was all sandy and soft, you ain't going nowhere. You know, I, I, I'm looking at some people now in America because, you know, when we lived there, my wife and I would tell you, we, 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 we lived in some weather was so bad until even the drapes were locked against the, the window. Couldn't move the drape. Ice. And then when I go out, you know, I see people sliding all over the place. No, no traction. But if you want some traction, watch this. Listen to it. Listen to it. I've been somewhere. Don't you know sometimes God will permit a few shovels or some rocks 
some hard stuff. Throw it up under your wheel so that in the midst of that little bit of rough stuff, you can get traction so you can get... Uh, look, tell, somebody say, thank you for my traction, God. That means thank you for the hard things. Thank you for the things that were said, things that were done, things that were acted out, things that were thrown at me, things that were people were dumping on me. God, oh my God. Oh, oh, I see. It was only for traction. But I was only looking at the attraction. I was only looking at who was doing it and asking, why are they doing this? In the spirit realm, you've got to understand that God is ever working on your behalf. He uses the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. He uses the doctrine of God, the word. He uses all these things, but God also uses circumstances. Circumstances, things happening to us that make us shed a tear. Hurts our hearts. But if you understand, tell somebody, it's for traction. Come on, tell, tell, tell them again. Say, it's for traction. You got to help me to preach. Stop complaining. News comes to David now. He's worked with these 400 men. By the way, the 400 men that he was working with would later be his army. I mean, armies so devoted to him until they would put their own lives on the line for David. There was an occasion where they actually went and to get him some water and had to go through troops to get him water. And he never sent them. He just said, oh, if I could just have a drink of water from the well in my hometown, where I used to be, where I used to have freedom to go to the well, drink whatever I wanted to drink. Oh, have you ever been like that? Where you long for something? You really didn't ask anybody to get it, but because they know you so well. They, wait, wait, this is going to get deep now. Don't, don't take it too far, but it's going to get deep. They, they, they are so into you until they can what you need. When David saw that, he said, oh my God! What devotion! What commitment! What sacrifice for me! He took it and he said, Lord, I'm going to worship you this. Pour it on the ground. Tell somebody, he's trying to preach. I'm trying to get it out there to you. So now notice this. When he was there, God permitted him to get the news. Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead. Oh my God. First of all, the man was trying to kill me. It's not dead. 
Second of all, his son whom I love, who helped me on many occasions, is also dead. So he's got mixed emotions. Humanistically speaking, he could have said, thank God my enemy is up my way Thank God he ain't going to be pursuing me anymore. I'm so glad he's gone. I'm so glad he's dead. But that's not David. Because David had character. Because even when he could have killed Saul, and they urged him to kill Saul, David said, oh no, I can't. Because he is the anointed of God. Amen. What would happen if people who appreciated the anointing on your life would respect it to the degree that there are some things they would not do. There are some things they would not give. There are some things that would not throw on you. There are some things they wouldn't do. Why? Because they reverence the anointing. He could have killed him. Saul was vulnerable at the time. But it didn't happen that way. When you're on your path, when you're in your track, and God's giving you traction, you can't afford to be bitter and vindictive. I'm going to get you back. You have to make decisions sometimes because everybody doesn't act right. I say that to the point where sometimes we miss it. Let's be honest. Learn from David. I know he messed up with Bathsheba. I don't understand all that. But I want you to know there's something about that man that God built in him, which was character. Well, you can see that David was on his track. He made traction and he also arrived at the trajectory of God's will for his life and for your life you too can be like David and that is declare to the world I'm going somewhere so until next time when I shall come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living may God bless you and yours Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.